a pure mind, hence a Buddha pure land. How do we make the mind pure? A pure mind, hence a pure land. This is the Dharma expounded in Buddhism. Heaven and hell are created by the mind. Since a positive, virtuous mind creates heaven, and a negative, unwholesome mind creates hell, then let us not create hell, but instead create heaven. In learning and practicing Buddhism, the first thing to do is to purify the mind. How do we do that? Any distractive thought that arises in the mind must be totally eradicated. Thus, the mind will become pure. By eliminating all the seeds of evil karma in the deepest, subtle eighth mind consciousness, our mind is purified. When each and every one of us has a pure mind, we do not engage in unrealistic thoughts and foolish fancies, nor do we commit various kinds of outrage. Thus, the family is also purified. When each and every person in society has a pure mind, then the country is purified. When minds of the citizens of each and every country are pure, then our world will also be purified. But really, to get to the heart of the matter, purifying the human mind can only be accomplished by cultivating ourselves as the Buddha did. In the last decades, I have been interested in many religions. But through all my research, I have found that it is only through Buddhism that we can purify our mind. What are the principles of Runchen or Humanity Vehicle Buddhism? Sakyamuni Buddha lived in this world for 81 years. He spent 49 years expounding the Dharma, during which he taught the five vehicles of Buddhism, namely 1. Humanity Vehicle or Runchen Buddhism, 2. Daiwa Vehicle Buddhism, 3. Shravaka Vehicle Buddhism 4. Pratyeka Buddha Vehicle Buddhism and 5. Bodhisattva Vehicle Buddhism The word vehicle or chen is analogous to a means of conveyance such as a ship, car, aeroplane or any form of transportation. Sakyamuni Buddha appeared in human form to attain Buddhahood in this world mainly to advocate humanity vehicle or Ranchan Buddhism. Not only did Sakyamuni Buddha appear in human form to attain Buddhahood, but likewise, all of the 1,000 Buddhas in the present period of our earth, the Kalpa of virtue, will also have to come as human beings in order to attain Buddhahood. Actually, the principle of Ranchan Buddhism is very simple. It is to purify the human mind, purify the world, and transform this Saha world into a pure land, 
This world in which we live is called the Saha world or world of enduring suffering because we must endure suffering in order to survive. Thus, the teachings of Ranchan Buddhism are the methods to purify the human mind. This is the principle of Ranchan Buddhism. What are the differences between the Buddha Dharma and the ways of the world? This is a very good question. The Buddhist sutras state Buddha Dharma exists in this world and one is not separated from this world to attain pure awareness and enlightenment. If it parts from the ways of the world, it wouldn't be called Buddha Dharma. The Buddha Dharma is in this world. in every family and in every person's living environment but we are all clinging on to our delusions and thus cannot attain enlightenment we are ignorant that this is the buddha dharma the buddha dharma is a method for awakening and a principle of pure awareness and enlightenment it enables every person to become awakened and enlightened This is called the Buddha Dharma. If we don't have such pure awareness and enlightenment and we don't know of such a principle, then this is called the worldly way. If the Buddha Dharma is in the Buddha land, then it is the way of the world of Buddha land. For instance, if all of us learn and practice the teachings of the Buddha and everyone becomes a bodhisattva, then the buddha dharma becomes our way of the world it is because sentient beings like us are attached to our delusions are unenlightened and cling on to all kinds of sufferings vexations and afflictive emotions mistaking wrong for right false for truth and suffering for enjoyment these have become the worldly ways of our world What is the ultimate Buddha Dharma? When one has truly and thoroughly parted from suffering, vexations and afflictive emotions and has attained the ultimate sublime state of purity, tranquility, brightness and bliss, only then is it the ultimate Buddha Dharma. What is the difference between society educated by Buddhism and Buddhism influenced by society? A society educated by Buddhism is what Renchen or Humanity Vehicle Buddhism advocates. There are many things that human beings have not done well. Our minds have not been well cultivated and our conduct is not good. 
Therefore, we need to learn from the Buddha and purify our mind. Thus, we advocate a society educated by Buddhism. Our lives need to be educated by Buddhism. In the same way, the family also needs to be educated by Buddhism. It is not Buddhism being influenced by the world. There are people who advocate Buddhism influenced by society. I have come across pop music composed with Buddhist scriptures such as the Heart Sutra, Ten Little Mantras and other Buddhist mantras. Performing these as an exhilarating show on stage is really inappropriate. This is an example of Buddhism influenced by society. Buddhism is originally pure and the sutras and mantras are meant to help us cultivate and purify the mind. However, having been transformed into pop songs and with all the irreverent thumping beats, it can be said that the spirit of Buddhism is undermined. This is where the two differ. How should a true practitioner of Buddhism apply the supramundane mentality whilst performing his work in the world? Ranchan Buddhism advocates the application of a supramundane mentality to address worldly matters. What does this mean? Supramundane mentality is the way to liberation, and performing his work in the world means cultivating the bodhisattva way. By supramundane mentality, we do not mean something that is set apart from all matters and phenomena of our world. Needless to say, with regards to the ways of our world, we should of course abstain from all evil, that is, we do not commit whatever deeds that are evil, and perform all virtue, that is, we must perform all deeds that are virtuous. Take, for example, the donation of money for a virtuous cause. If we make a donation to a Buddhist temple and perform the giving with a pure mind, without attaching to the notion that we are making a donation, then that is supramundane mentality. If we use a lot of money to perform many acts of virtue and perform all these with this supramundane mentality, then we are being selfless for the benefit of others. On the other hand, if we make a donation to erect a, a pillar in a Buddhist temple and require that our name and position be inscribed onto it, then this is not using supramundane mentality to do worldly work. We need to perform many, many virtuous deeds. But having done them, we need to be in accord with the Dharma. We mustn't go contrary to the Buddha Dharma. This is what is meant by using supramundane mentality to do worldly work. In this way, it enables our society to attain true harmony, peace, bliss and happiness. This is only an example to illustrate the principle Upon applying the principle of this one example to life's many other situations, 
everyone will be able to understand. If we were to speak of this in greater detail, perhaps we would not be able to finish in a month. How do we practice the method of viewing matters with positive perspective and right understanding? Viewing matters with positive perspective and right understanding is a method of cultivation that Ranchan Buddhism advocates. People in this world either do not understand, they misunderstand, or they are confused. When we distance from such erroneous understanding and confusion, we will then have right interpretation and perspective. Let's use an example to illustrate. A man and wife originally get along very well with each other, but today the husband comes home a little later than usual and his wife misunderstands. She becomes suspicious. Huh? Did you go looking for your girlfriend today? You've come home so late. Oh no, this is misunderstanding. It is also the case when someone gives a piece of reasoning, but you decipher it nonsensically. That is also terrible. If your husband is a little late, then doing your duty as his wife, you could ask him, Oh, you've come home quite late today. Has anything been the matter while you were out? The car didn't break down, did it? You might as well view things in this positive perspective. Even if your husband had some bad habits, he would be embarrassed and correct himself. Thus, your positive perspective can heal many of your husband's ills. On the other hand, if you misunderstand the circumstances, you can drive him crazy when nothing was the problem to begin with. He might think, <sighs> this sort of wife, I might as well ignore you altogether. The same principle applies in other circumstances. Regardless of whom we are dealing with, may it be friends, relatives, colleagues, neighbours, or anybody for that matter, if we are able to view matters with positive perspective and right understanding, then wherever we go, we are always filled with great joy. of learning and practicing Buddhism is to liberate ourselves from suffering and eliminate our worries and vexations. How should we practice to ensure that we do not become more vexed as we practice? Do not learn and practice Buddhism blindly. If you cultivate blindly, it would be as if the lights have been switched off and we're sitting in a dark house. If you practice blindly without somebody to guide you along, then of course, the more you cultivate, the more troubled you can be. If there was someone giving you guidance on how to cultivate, how to unfold your wisdom, then when you have wisdom, you'll no longer have vexations. 
Particularly, there are many heretical groups that outwardly claim to advocate Buddhism, but in truth, they do not know what Buddhism is. If one should cultivate in this manner, then of course, the more one cultivates, the more vexed one will become. Moreover, one could end up cultivating one's way to hell. Thus, in cultivation, it is important to learn and cultivate closely with a wise teacher and emulate his ways. When we truly understand the correct principles of cultivation, we must put them into practice. Then, naturally, the more we cultivate, the happier and brighter we will be. Is there any difference between learning Buddhism and studying Buddhism? There is a very big difference. The study of Buddhism includes translating the Buddhist scriptures and sutras, producing literary works, commentaries, and research on Buddhism. Learning Buddhism, on the other hand, means we have to do as the Buddha teaches. However, the Buddha cultivates, we cultivate. However, the Buddha practices, we practice. The Buddha teaches us to practice the Bodhisattva way. Therefore, we practice the Bodhisattva way so that in future we too can become Buddha. What is the importance of practice to a Buddhist? Practice has very, very broad boundaries, but to a Buddhist, learning and practicing Buddhism is vitally important. If you knew a lot of theories but do not practice, then the theories do not serve you any purpose. If you are a qualified medical doctor who is learned in the medical sciences, you ought to practice medicine, helping to diagnose and cure the sicknesses of people. Only then is it useful. Otherwise, you are not practicing what you have learned. If you learned architecture, but you do not do any drafting or designing for people, then you are not making use of the training and education that you have received. If Buddhists, such as ourselves, and even monastics as well, only know to speak of a lot of theories, but don't know to put them into practice, then that is as good as not knowing them. For instance, as Buddhists, we should not cast verbal abuse, so we should practice not to scold others, but instead use words of loving kindness, praise, and consolation. In this way, what we have learned is useful. This is practice. With regards to cultivation and practice, to cultivate is to eliminate our undesirable habits and conduct, and to practice is to walk the Bodhisattva way. Where do we practice? In our conduct and in the midst of our actions, whether we're scolding people or beating people up, we are in action. 
Now, if we neither scold nor hit others, then we eliminate the undesirable actions and instead maintain our good conduct. This is cultivation and practice. <laughs>